What's up, everybody? Jeff Carter here with CACG Drones and CACGDrones.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Overcoming Your Fears, where we talk about things that we run into in the business that cause us to want to say, that's enough, I'm going to step away, I don't want to continue this. Let's start this off by saying thanks for listening. Thank you for subscribing wherever you're downloading your content from. We are on all of your social media feeds. We are on Instagram and Facebook. We're on Twitter and Truth Social. We're on YouTube and Rumble, Fiverr. Wherever you get your content, we, we really appreciate it. So let's talk about today something that hits a little bit too close to home, and that is doubt. Not self-doubt. Doubt from others. Whether it's friends, family, coworkers, God forbid, your spouse, wherever it's coming from, how to navigate it, overcome it, and in the end, use it as fuel to keep your feet to the fire so that you do not stop doing the thing that you are passionate about. I say that this hits close to home because I have those in my life who have doubted, doubted me, doubted this business that I wanted to do, and now that I really think about it, have doubted me since the moment that they have known me. Oh, you'll never. Oh, you'll never. You know, those people. We all have them in our life. Some of you out there, now let me put a caveat on this. If you don't have those people in your life, then you're that person. You're the one who is doubting those that are around you. And I'd like to tell you, stop it, but I'm not going to because... How do I put this? I would use you as fuel. You would be the gas in my tank. You would be the reason that I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm doing this because you doubt me so that I can prove you wrong. I'm one of those types of people that can use any type of motivation, positive or negative. Now, I don't like the negative motivation, but I encourage you out there that if you can do the same, then definitely do it. Now, I struggle with this topic because it's hard to have a right answer for the naysayers that are in our life. A lot of you out there have to deal with this person on a daily basis. This isn't going anywhere. You're wasting your time. These are things that I've actually heard in the past. So it, it really hits home for me because the people that I hear this from, I thought I was close with. And it's really, really hard to cut these kind of people out of your life when they're blood relatives. If you know me personally, then you know exactly who I'm talking about. That being said, I have never been a quitter. I will do something until I'm fired. <laughs> and I've been fired before. And if you've never been fired before, I'm not, now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you should go out and get yourself fired from your job right now. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, is that you are missing out on a very liberating experience. Losing a job, losing, is like losing a loved one. You know, it's like a death, especially if you have been at that job for any significant period of time, more than a year. If you've been at that job from, say that you've been working at a job for two years, three years, five years, and you get fired, whether it was your fault or not, whether it was a layoff or whatever, having that experience in your life, those, those are what people would call a make or break experience because it'll make you or it'll break you. And if you are strong enough, or let me say this, if you have faith enough in God, in Christ, and are willing to let him 
give you his strength enough to get out of that day to the next day to the next day to your next job to your next career to your next business opportunity looking back on that termination nothing can beat that there's nothing like it knowing that that traumatic of an experience didn't stop you couldn't stop you shows you how strong you are in the face of what may seem like insurmountable odds i don't know how many of you out there actually like sports like watching sports i used to really like watching football being in arizona i'm a big arizona cardinals fan not right now because they're terrible <laughs> we're we're in a rebuilding we're rebuilding <laughs> we've been rebuilding for years <laughs> but my my point was with the sports analogy, if if you like watching sports, that competition, you know, it reminds me of a saying, true warriors never lose. They win or they learn. So allowing the let let those be learning experiences, man. It's awesome. It's the the games that you would watch where they're going up against a formidable opponent. Those insurmountable odds win the chips are stacked against you and you're able to overcome showing you just how strong you truly are because we all have doubts. We all doubt. Um, we, we really actually do. We all, we really doubt our own abilities. We doubt our own shortcomings because you and I both know uh, exactly what our own shortcomings are. You know where, where we lack and where, where our strengths are. But I think that that's the great thing about building a business, whether it's drones or whether it's, you know, a, you're a doctor, you, it's a medical practice that you're setting up, or you're a realtor breaking out from, from one of those big name realty groups and starting your own private form, firm for the first time. Whatever it is that you're doing, you know that there's going to be areas where you excel and you know that there's going to be areas where you're going to fall short. For me, there are a lot of things in my business that I got very good at doing that I can't stand doing. When I'm, when I'm accomplishing those tasks and I get those things done, I don't have a sense of accomplishment. I feel drained, just, just totally drained. Whereas other facets of my business, when I'm doing those things... I finish and I have that sense of accomplishment. I feel uh, satisfied. But more than that, I'm energized. Uh, it builds me. And you're going to find that when you start going through this business that there's going to be areas where you excel and that areas where you just drag, where you suck at. And that's okay. Because eventually you're going to need to surround yourself with people in your business that are going to be good at those areas. You know, if you're a bookkeeper and your passion is, you know, numbers and spreadsheets and and lists and whatever, if that's where you're passionate at, then you build that business. And then that's the thing that you need to be focusing on. And if you if you don't like going out and getting clients, then hiring somebody who does that for you, you of course, in the very beginning, you're going to get good at doing those things. And so you're going to try to hire somebody to fill those shoes so that you can focus on being the bookkeeper. 
uh, if your passion is going out and finding those clients, but actually performing the work for the business that you're building, you find that draining, then they're going to hire for that position. So overcoming, and, and the thing about that is, you're not going to, at least initially, you're not going to want to hire that out and pay somebody to do something that you can do because you're going to look at it like a cost. And this is one of those fears that we're going to have to overcome. And that's actually something that I'm literally in the middle of doing right now because my business cannot, will not scale unless I bring in people to do the things that I'm doing now and I'm going to have to pay these people. So I'm going to have to get enough capital coming in so that I can fill those positions. See, right now, I'm just working with other subcontractors. So I have no physical, actual, real employees. And this is something that I'm actually talking with my mentors about right now. When do I going from, or when do, excuse me, when do I go from having all subs to actual having in-house employees? And what does that look like? And how did you do it? Or how did you do it? Because that's what I'm doing right now with these different groups that I'm attending, uh, kingdom business leaders and um, other uh, co-ed and just physical men's groups. And not just with my church, but also outside that because I'm I'm trying to surround myself with people who are better than me. Something that I teach and I'm going to be teaching in probably all of these different podcasts that I'm doing. If you want to be better, then you need to surround yourself with people who are better than you. And you can't do that by staying in your own circle. You're going to have to level up your circles of influence. You're going to have to reach out to new groups. And you're going to have to reach out to new men or new women or both and ask them to teach you what they did when they were in your shoes so that they could get to where they are now. And that's big. That's big time. The fear is... When you're doubting, self-doubt, other, other doubt from outside sources, no matter what it is, we have to be able to face that head on. I get it. It's scary. In a lot of situations, you're going to want to turn and run. We can't. You can't do that. Giving up is giving in. And if you're in this, I'm going to use a cliche. If you're in it to win it, then, then you got to get to it. There's a saying, if God brought you to it, then God will bring you through it. That's so true. A lot of the principles that I teach that I'm going to be teaching on are biblical based. And I get it. There's a lot of you out there that cringe toward that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of truth in those words. There's a lot of really, really good information that you can glean from, from the word of God. Just know that I do. I love Jesus. I am a Christian. And the reason that I'm doing this is because I have had people pour into me, and I have been just so truly blessed to be to be having those people in my life that I want to do this for you as well. So how do I overcome those fears? That's why you're listening to this podcast. You're you're wanting insight from me specifically. And I'll tell you, I'm I'm fortunate enough, or maybe it's just stubborn. Maybe I'm just the stubborn one and I refuse to quit. My wife will probably tell you that that's it, that you're just too stubborn to quit. But I was, from a young age, 
I watched my stepdad build from nothing one of the largest independently owned fire and water damage restoration companies in all of southern Arizona. And they were big. And I saw something that I wanted. I wanted to I wanted to be the business owner. I wanted to be the boss. So I have that drive from when I was little, which is great. Unfortunately, a lot of you out there that are listening to this don't have that drive. They don't you don't have that kind of upbringing or maybe you do. I mean, if you do, then that's fantastic. You know that there's there's nothing that you are unwilling to do. There's nothing that you won't do to make your business a success. And for those of you that are out there that don't have that, that's what you need. You need to have that. I will do whatever it takes to make this business successful because that's what it's going to take. I have a saying, life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. That goes double for those of us out there who are trying to start their own business, to own their own business, to build a business. Never forget that. There are always going to be those people out there that are going to want you to fail, that are going to watch you to see when you fail. And trust me, there will be days when you fail. There will be weeks of failure, months of failure. Now, I listen to a lot of of, uh, conservative pundits and conservative talk shows and stuff like that. And one of the, one of the uh, uh, podcasts and, and uh, uh, videos that I watch, and I won't mention their name because I don't have their permission, but they literally just wrote a book about the failures in their life and how that shaped them to become the person that they are. And if you're a follower of their work, then you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. It's actually on my wish list of books that I want to buy so that I can learn from another person's mistakes. Something that my dad tried to teach me when I was young, my real, my biological father, my actual dad, was to learn from other people's mistakes. Life will be so much easier if you can learn from other people's mistakes. Listen to what other people are doing, saying, experiencing, and learn from those mistakes. Instead of choosing to make your own mistakes, it's a heck of a lot easier than trying to learn from your own. There is nothing that you're going through right now that other people haven't gone through as well. Nothing. There's nothing new in this world that you're going through that somebody else hasn't already gone through, probably a hundred times over. So if you can reach out and find those people that will not doubt you, but help you to overcome the ones that do doubt you, your life, your business, your success, all of it will come so much easier than if you try to do this on your own. If you like to read, and I truly, truly hope that you do, then there are tons of resources that are out there for you that you can grab hold of. And one of these, one of these podcast episodes, I'm going to start mentioning some books that I've read or, or that I'm even currently reading right now that offer advice on what to do when you are down. And I will um, include those uh, authors and titles and stuff like that. It'll, it'll ju- not just be in the podcast itself, but I'll also include it on a blog. Um, so you can, yeah, in case you're driving or whatever, and, or this recording messes up or something like that, you can actually get the names and the titles and all those, the details so that you can find those resources yourself. The last thing that I want to talk about when it comes to overcoming doubt, overcoming self-doubt, and overcoming doubt coming from the outside, and this is something that I actually got from one of my business classes that I was uh, a member of. This was a game changer. Having a vision statement. Let me say that again. Having a vision statement. 
what does your company mean to you? And not just that, but what do you want your company to mean to your employees? And what do you want your company to mean to your customers? A while back, when I was part of this, this business leaders group, one of the things that we were taught to do was, was to create a vision statement for your company. And a lot of the, the vision statements we came up with were pretty generic. So they, we, we tossed around ideas and we heard stuff from other people. And, and for me, the, the thing that I loved about it was that I did. I got to hear other people's ideas for the vision statement. And it really planted a seed in my heart as to what I wanted my vision statement for my company to be. And so we did. We got together and, and, and well, I sat down and I really focused and I... And I I sat down and I came up with those three questions. What is the vision for my company for me? What does my company mean to me? What do I want my company to mean to my employees? And what do I want my company to mean to my customers? And I came up with a vision statement that matched all three of those criteria. One statement for those, those three persons, me, my employees, and my clients, my customers. And then... I wrote that down and I have that right here in front of me. Now I have a focus. I have something that I can work toward because plain and simply, why are you building your business? Because it can't just be about, I want to make money and it can't just be about, I want to be my own boss. It can't be something as simplistic as that. It has to be something greater. Making money, making a profit, it has to be a byproduct of your company. Okay. So the idea behind my company was, is I wanted to provide the best possible product for my customers. And for the inspection business, it was for the inspections. I wanted to provide the best possible pictures and report for my clients, which are the lenders. And I wanted to take the physical on-site construction aspect of it and explain it in such a way that an educated person could understand what was going on without having to speak all that construction speak. Basically, I was a translator, translated construction English into into banker's English or lender's English. And so that was my vision statement for that company. It's I have it written down here. I don't want to share too much about it because it's mine. It's personal. But then taking that and sharing it with my employees, the men and women that I have employed under me. This is the vision for my company. This is where I see us going. And I use the word us because I wanted them to share in that same vision so that they could have at least some of the passion that I had for the company. Doing that changed everything because not only did I elicit trust out of them, but I showed them where I want to take them in the future. And it wasn't just about making money. It was about making them a part of a team, making them a part of this family. And that's something that everybody can get a hold of and run with. So for you, how do you overcome that doubt? Get a vision. Sit down and think, why, for drones, why do I want to build this drone business? What is my vision for myself? What is my vision for my future employees? And what is my vision for my clients? 
Because when you're selling yourself as the business owner and you're selling your product to your client, that vision statement will mean more to them than the product or whatever that they are buying from you. So that's how you overcome doubt. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Again, my name is Jeff Carter. I'm with CACG Drones. We can be found online at www.cacgdrones.com or on all your social media feeds at C-A-C-G-D-R-O-N-E-S. That's C-A-C-G Drones and C-A-C-G Drones.com. God bless you, and we'll see you on the next one.